tackle one-sided news stories plaguing our country. Unfortunately, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Unfortunately, some members of the media, some members of the media, some members of the media, some members of the media use their platforms to push their own personal bias, to push their own personal bias and agenda to control exactly what people think. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. To the Slackline quote of the day broadcast. You are here once again with the boss. The boss is coming! A made up dumb fairy tale name, you We are talking quotes. We are here on Tuesday, April 3rd, 2018, uh, coming at you from Vancouver, Canada. Uh, we had a couple days of really nice weather, but it is once again cloudy and blocking out the sun. But better the clouds than nuclear winter, so. Uh, lots of stuff going on. Lots of Twitter flames flying around from uh, from the man on high, Donald Trump, um, and uh, a lot of it is revolving around what is our subject today. Uh, our quote. We're gonna hop right into it. Brought to you by our sponsor today, Dystopia. You are you ready to fend for yourself in a lawless future? Classes in how to be a gang lord. Weapons from household objects. And leading the resistance, enroll today at Dystopia U. Uh, they are our sponsor today of our quote coming from Mr. Dan Rather. The opening line of his, uh, his Facebook post in regards to Sinclair Broadcast Group. Uh, let's be clear. News anchors looking into camera and reading a script handed down by corporate overlord. A script meant to obscure the truth not to elucidate it, isn't journalism. It's propaganda. It's Orwellian. That, again, is uh, Dan Rather, uh, former news anchor, uh, and now in uh, retirement, I believe, he kind of just blogs. And uh, every once in a while, I think once a week, he spits out a a Facebook post that's usually uh, a good few hundred words long and uh it's usually right on point and he's been very critical of the president uh what that quote is in reference to is uh sinclair broadcast sinclair broadcast group which is a uh a media mogul in the u.s that uh controls many of the local news stations and are currently bidding to purchase a company that will land them in three quarters of American households on local news stations. So, uh, and they are, have these must play, uh, scripted things that are handed down from the, the head office that are basically the anchors looking into a camera and telling them that other news outlets are fake. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. He even goes on to argue that some people might think it's it's hyperbolic for him to be, um, you know, he goes on to say how it's a threat to the fundamentals of democracy and stuff like that, which it truly is. And um, 
I don't think that we should be downplaying the seriousness of this type of stuff. I think that's exactly what uh, what they count on. They count on the apathy of people to uh, to you know just not care to go about their daily lives, and all of a sudden you know they're being ruled by a dictator and and a few uh a few corporate elites um you know voting in things that don't matter uh tell me if this sounds familiar it's pretty much how how russia operates and so <laughs> i don't think it's an accident that this stuff starts happening under trump who it doesn't start happening under trump but he's allowing it to happen and not 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 only allowing it to happen but uh uh, encouraging it, um, which is which is the dangerous difference between, um, you know, somebody maybe fighting against what is an inevitable corporate greed uh, as far as, you know, buying up as many companies as possible. You know, usually the government fights against stuff like that. Uh, and now to see them propping it up and, and going along with it, particularly the president of the United States, um, is scary. It's really scary. Um, so, I mean, the president's going along with this stuff and uh, they're making this purchase, which under, you know, normal circumstances would be struck down. Even stuff like the Disney merger with uh, with Marvel and Fox and Lucasfilm and all this stuff. Um, I mean, stuff like that. I don't they sh- you don't want to be too anti business, but uh, I. I they're not creating any competition for for anything by being a monopoly. I mean, that's what a monopoly is. And the U.S. and and democracies have cut this stuff down before. Uh, Standard Oil was broken up when it was way too powerful. Um, basically, monopolized the oil industry in the U.S. And uh, the government said no, forced Rockefeller to break it up. He went boo-hoo. Nobody cried for him. He's the richest person in the world. At a time when not many people were feeling that way. What I think we have now is more people are in comfortable positions, more people live what is basically a, uh, you know, the lifestyle of what would be kings, to be honest, um, <coughs> in like, you know, a hundred years ago or so, even like in the, in the twenties and, and thirties, like people were living in in small shacks and dirt houses and stuff like that. Um, I mean, not that people don't live in those types of conditions now. Of course they do. Um, but for the vast majority of people across the U.S., there are homes over their heads. There are food. There's food on their tables. And, like, you know, people have separate rooms. People have televisions. People have luxuries. And when people live a relatively comfortable life, um, they're not as likely to be engaged in you know high level uh high level things like this that you know are kind of out of their control so it's easy to say ah, i don't need to deal with it and again that's kind of like i've spoken to a, a, a russian friend about like how people f- feel about um things in russia I had spoken to him last year, like a, uh, over a year ago about it, and he said, mm, pe- things are good, you know, people don't really mind Putin. Um, everybody realizes that it's this, you know, uh, that 
the vote doesn't matter and that Putin's going to win regardless and that there are like shady things with reporters and stuff like that going down. But nobody's life is bad enough under this regime to want to fight back against it. Um, or very few people anyways. Um, obviously like there's a lot of, uh, oppressed people there, but for the majority of people, they like how they like how their lives are. And so, I mean, even if they disagree with what's happening, they're not going to pick up a gun and start fighting because it's not worth dying for. And that makes sense. But I mean, you don't need to die (laughs) to take a stand up against, um, against monopolies and against, uh, you know, very obvious corporate intentions to skew your viewpoint uh, some way. You know, that's not okay. And even if you agree with what they're saying, you shouldn't be okay with that. Um, <coughs> I know sometimes I watch CNN and stuff like that and MSNBC, and every once in a while it gets a little, uh, you know, opinionated or or too to the left, which is, I mean, it, it it's a fact, like, there is inherent bias in just people. Um, that's different. That's very, very different um, than uh, corporate mandated uh, speeches said to the camera, to the people that, that, that are watching that other outlets are fake. That's, that's you know, it, it's Orwellian. It's propaganda. It's not journalism, just like Dan Rather says. So yeah, I mean that's that's problem number one is we're allowing this media company very strong manipulative powers over three quarters of the population. I mean, I feel like there should be some sort of rule against this type of message coming down from from the people on high. I mean, they're even holding people hostage, basically uh, people of integrity within their own industry. I mean, y- you could argue that well, why don't if the journalists don't agree with it, why are they saying it? Um, well, I mean, it's their job. It's their livelihood. Uh, and it's tough to blame them for, I mean, you could say they could quit, but <laughs> if this if this company runs three quarters of the media outlets uh, for local stations, their options for reemployment are pretty thin. Um, which is another huge issue with this type of monopoly is is not only that competition for um, f- for products and for you know news or whatever is is thinned out, but so is competition for work. And when you have somebody that wants to speak out against what's happening inside this group, um, they can be immediately ostracized and buried, especially because it's the media, and they can kind of especially because it's, it's a media outlet and they can control the message, basically. Um, you could never hear from that person again. Uh, not just not because they were shot or killed or something, but because th- there's just no, no influence on their side, no power on their side um, to stand up and say, no, this is BS. There was a station, I think, in Chicago um, that refused to... Uh, Let's see. I was reading it in this article. In Madison. Madison, Wisconsin. Close to Chicago-ish. Um, 
they refused to read them and and just aired their own uh, their own local news. I'm not sure if there's been any backlash against that from the company yet. I'm sure we'll find out soon. Um, what's really scary about it is that people aren't seeing through it. Like I watch these news segments and I basically laugh because they're almost comedic in uh, in the obviousness that they're presenting this very uh, skewed speech like you watch this and uh, it just looks hilarious and myself i can't understand how somebody can watch that and go like oh they're totally right i i just don't get it but obviously people are falling victim to it and i mean the scary part about it is if the u.s is vulnerable to it uh, how m- who else is vulnerable to this type of stuff i mean this is not just an isolated problem. This is spread through social media. We see divisive things happening up here in Canada. Um, you know, the Brexit thing happens. There's a lot of uh, of alt-right stuff happening all over the world, really. Um, and I think that it's 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 kind of their final gas. But um, but if we allow this type of thing to continue happening, it won't be a final gas. And and even if it is, it'll leave a lasting impact that will be hard to uh, hard to reverse, um, because because we spent you know even four years going through something like this, um, policies changed, and uh, and hate brewed that will like n- take decades to dissipate. Um, it's very, very dangerous, and it's it's literally straight out of an uh, out of an Orwell novel or out of a dystopian novel, like like 1984, Brave New World, Hunger Games, you name it. Taking control of the media and controlling this type of message, saying that everything that this person does is good, and everything these people do or say is bad or fake. Um, it's straight out of out of the dictator's playbook. So, I mean, if you've read anything like that or even watched movies like that, I don't know how you can't compare these things and be like, what the? No, no, wait. (laughs) We can't allow this to happen. And I think there are a lot of people that are that way. But again, it comes down to, well, what do you do? Like, what can you really do? Sure, you can go hold a, a, a sign outside of the FCC or something like that that says don't allow this merge to happen. But... I mean, unless you have a few hundred thousand people with you, it's not going to make a difference. And even then, as we've seen with the gun issue, um, it might not. So it probably won't. Um, because the people don't care. The people that are running this shit, they don't care if you are feel uncomfortable with this or if you feel threatened by this or if you think this is um, an affront to to democratic process and to you know humanity as a whole. They don't care. Because people are making money, and that's all that matters. What makes me really laugh is the irony that, you know, they're making these big speeches about fake news and how it's biased and how people shouldn't be paying attention to it, and they're the ones that they're talking about themselves. And, like, you watch some of these people, and you think they must realize this. Like, look at their face. Um, But, again, like, like what what are they supposed to do they can they can take a stand like the people that uh in madison did i don't know what's going to happen to those people maybe they're fired um we'll see 
I will say, okay, so Sinclair, they came out and they've talked about how their messages are directed at social media and hold no bias. This is a quote from Scott Livingston, their VP of News. We aren't sure of the motivation for the criticism, but find it curious that we would be attacked for asking our news people to remind their audiences that unsubstantiated stories exist on social media, which result in an ill-informed public with potentially dangerous consequences. I don't think anybody's just going to disagree with that. Um, when you watch them <laughs> and then you compare it with their own news stories and their own, like, their own talking head segments, their own opinion pieces and stuff like that. They're talking about themselves. Like, y there's no question about it. And this type of release of, like, playing dumb about it or, um, you know, trying to make it seem like they're not doing what is obvious, it's insulting to the intelligence of people. And you know, either they're too dumb to realize that they are this issue or they know they're this issue and are just continuing to play on it because they're evil sons of bitches. And I very much think it's the latter because the former makes no sense. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Sinclair Broadcast Group. Um, and uh, we'll probably be tracking this story over the next few days as things uh, as things escalate, I'm sure. Uh, that's probably where we'll cut it off for today. Uh, that quote, again, is from Dan Rather. Let's be clear. News anchors looking into camera and reading a script handed down by a corporate overlord, a script meant to obscure the truth, not to elucidate it, isn't journalism. It's propaganda. It's Orwellian. Uh, that, again, is Dan Rather from his blog. And that quote, again, brought to us today by Dystopia U. Are you ready to fend for yourself in a lawless future? Classes in how to be a gang lord, weapons from household objects, and leading the resistance. Enroll today at Dystopia U. Uh, that is it for the Slackline quote of the day. Thank you very much to the Crooked Spies for providing their tunes for us once again. Uh, thanks to anybody who's listening. Make sure you are following along on the Slack line on Instagram at the.slack.line, on Twitter at slackline underscore radio, and on YouTube and iTunes at the Slackline Podcast. You have been listening to The Boss. The Boss is coming! That's a made-up, dumb fairy tale name, you Thanks again to anybody out there. Uh, feel free to give us a shout, and uh, hopefully everybody has a good day. Bye for now.